It's time for another episode of your favorite fan-driven sports podcast. The Horn Brothers are all here. It's time to sound the horn. Welcome back in, everybody. It's time for another episode of the Sound the Horn Sports Podcast. And it is Super Bowl week. Can we say Super Bowl? This is not a very high budget <laughs> podcast. Um, I don't know if it's like low budget. It's like no budget podcast. So don't see We us, have but... no commercials. This is a commercial free podcast only because nobody wants to put a commercial on. <laughs> so I think right. that we're safe to say that we can say Super Bowl because we're not profiting off of it. I promise you. You know, well, let's say this to, to be safe. We're, this is an episode dedicated to that big game that professional football players play every <laughs> February. Um, I think there's a special name for it. But the big game. The, the big, big game. game. We're going to talk the big game. So yeah, Super Bowl Sunday is just a couple days away. We're excited to see what happens in the Super Bowl. I, I think it's interesting. Andy Reid going up against the Eagles. This is, there's some pretty good storylines. You got the Kelsey brothers. I think it's going to be kind of fun. Yeah. So what do you think? I mean, we're not analysts, right? I mean, I don't know. Well, we're fans. Oh, I don't know. Ben, you an analyst? I, I'm 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 a fanalist. You know, fanalist. I, I don't, oh, oh I don't wait, 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 wait. Pre <laughs> pre-episode, Ben said very explicitly, I am an analyst. Like yes, with yes. the most confidence but, that I've ever but, heard from a human. Yes, like like we're gonna break this game like, down. I'm not, you know, quite next level. I don't have the time to devote to be a true analyst. So we're gonna call it a fanalist where I have my opinions and my thoughts and I and I you know, I'm educated in the game of football, but I don't get paid to be my analyst. So I'm a fanalist. How, how much game tape have you watched for, to prepare for this, to really understand what's happening? Cause you know, I'm going to tell you mine has been zero and uh, watched in my head of what I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. That, you yes. know, I, I've done zero game tape watching. I promise. I don't have time for that garbage. I'm too busy. Here's here's my level of analysis. Travis Kelsey's a good football player. You know, like like I, I think I figured that out. And uh, that Patrick Mahomes guy seems to be something special. So, you know, I, I have a feeling they could impact this game. Yeah. I have watched some a, a lot of like you know TikToks, Instagram videos, whatever you want, to, Facebook videos of some interesting takes, mostly, you know, I saw a video that was a collage of a whole bunch of Eagles fans throwing a fit when they drafted Jalen hurts, you know, a couple of years ago, they were super mad that they drafted Jalen hurts. I think those same fans are um, still Eagles fans and they would not tell you that that's what they did, but they did. So, you know, that sort of stuff. That's my analyst analysis. You know, Jalen Hurts is an amazing story, though, because who would have thought, like, when they got drafted him, there was a lot of questions as to what are the Eagles even doing? You know, they had Carson Wentz, which seemed like a sure thing at the time, but um, the Bison proved to be not the guy, right? And, man, Jalen Hurts is really, after his rookie year, even after he got the starting role, he got benched again, and he had to, like, go back and earn it. I've just been real impressed with him and his development throughout his career so far. That's part of, that's part of what I love about it is he's always like 
had to earn it. He's always had to fight through that adversity, right? He's like, he's learned from, from a long time. And I think that it's a great story to see him, you know, have to fight through it again and again. Now he's in that big game, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a cool story, a cool journey for him. So it's fun to watch actually, to see him fight through and get to that point. So were you guys, as you guys are looking at this matchup though, like what are you at? What are you looking for? Because it seems like the Chiefs have the high-power offense. They seem to be a lot top-heavier, a lot more star talent, whereas the Eagles just seem to be a much more balanced team. They have some real studs on defense, but there just doesn't seem to be a real weakness on the Eagles, like in the Eagles roster. I just don't know if they have the firepower to keep up with the Chiefs in this game. What was it? I was seeing there was this is the third time in Super Bowl history that the top rated passing offense is facing off the top rated passing defense in the NFL. And I, I, I can't remember specific. I think who the team that won the matchup every time was the top rated passing offense because the offense just becomes overwhelming at some point. So I think probably for me, the biggest question at the end of the day is, how healthy is Patrick Mahomes first and foremost, you know, he, he obviously battled with that ankle injury through Cincinnati and he's had a couple weeks, but he definitely at the end of the game, I don't think he could have gone overtime if that game had gone overtime without the late hit, you know, he was limping, he was struggling, he gritted through it. How, how injury, how hurt is he? And can they, and can the line protect him? You know, I mean, if the, if the Eagles who have a, a stout defense can blitz and disrupt him make him move out of the pocket and he's not healthy and can't do that and can't be your typical Patrick Mahomes um that's going to make it a lot harder for the Chiefs so I think that uh you know that's that's kind of the big question for me is is what kind of Patrick Mahomes are we getting and obviously they're being super secretive about it and we don't really know but uh you know that's um that's got to be a big question mark if you're a Chiefs fan I mean, you're talking about the question in the health of Mahomes. How healthy is Hurts, though, too? Like, he's he didn't throw much in either of the playoff games coming into this, right? They haven't, they didn't need to. They didn't They've have been to. able to rely on the running game. But I think that they're, in order to keep up with the with the Chiefs, they're they're going to have to throw the ball unless unless they build a lead early in this game and they're able to just kind of run the clock and control the ball. But I I wonder about both these quarterbacks, how healthy are they? We've already seen Patrick Mahomes do what he needed to do on a, on a hurt ankle. Right. Um, and he's had two extra weeks of recovery. Yeah. I, I still wonder about hurts and his shoulder and how healthy he is. So the one thing that I'll admire about hurts and uh, that I think is something people, you know, we know his talent as a runner. We know his talent as a thrower. We saw it in college. We've seen it at the Eagles. We understand his talent and he's a threat. That's why they have that RPO, the run pass option. You know, it presents that option that, you know, the Giants, when they play the Giants, the Giants didn't know who to defend. They didn't know who to stop because they didn't know what's going on. And I think what's amazing about Jalen Hurts is he's incredibly smart. And he can pick that up as a young quarterback as to say, hey, here's the game plan. Here's how we win, you know. I'm going to turn around and hand the ball off 
30 times. And I'm okay with that because that's what we need against the Niners. He knew like after the first quarter, he gets an incredible feel for the game. And that's the reason he's 12 and one this season is he gets an incredible feel for the game of what he needs to do and what it's going to take for them to win the game. That may be, he has to throw the ball and he has to throw for 300 yards. He's done it. He turns around and hasn't had to throw that much and ran with his legs. He's going to have to become a running threat as a running option. They're going to hand the ball off. He always knows. And I, I think that he always makes the right choice. Kind of that Tom Brady thought, like he knows what he needs to do to win at, in the game plan. Well, and it may and I, change. I think part of his journey as a football player has helped him learn to be humble in those situations and not be about Jalen hurts, getting Jalen hurts best stats, you know, like Ben said, he knows what is needed in the game. A lot of times some quarterbacks get in their own ways because they, they think they should be throwing more. They should think they should be doing this more. And he's willing to go with the flow of the game because he's been taught humility and he's been taught that in order to win, sometimes you've got to just bucker down and do whatever you've got to do to make your team win and not try to be a superstar at all times. So I like, I do like that, that fact of him, but I think the issue is on the other side, you've got an amazing um, crew over there on Kansas City. And the thing about Kansas City is you see a lot of experience there, especially in the last few years. They've been there. They've been there repeatedly. Um, and so I think that experience in the playoffs with a lot of those players probably helps a little bit. Um, and so that might make a difference. It'll be it'll be fun to see what happens. It just seems the Eagles roster is just deeper. They seem to have more guys. That pass rush is legit. And is the Chiefs offensive line going to be able to hold up? All right, before we jump in and do predictions of what we think is going to happen in the game, who are you cheering for and why in the Super Bowl? I don't think like none of us are really fans of either of these teams, but like what's your rooting interest here? I'm cheering for a good game. I think that what I want is is something good. I mean, I don't really know. I don't like either team. I think that if at the end of the day, I'm going to be cheering for the Chiefs mostly because I can't stand Philly fans. I just can't stand that city on any level. So I think that at the end of the day, it'll probably be the Chiefs. I like Jalen Hurts. I'd be happy for him. If you live in Philadelphia and you're watching and listening to this, like we still love you. But um, just that's just Ben. How'd yeah, you find our only, podcast? If you live in Philly, that's what I want to know. Like, <laughs> props out. Keep listening because yeah, we don't want to lose listeners. But yeah, I just I I I don't know. I just just don't like the Eagles. I can't stand it. So I I Oops. would first make a comment that our father would have a very hard time with this because he, he would love to cheer for the Eagles at certain times. And, but most of that was due to Andy Reed and now Andy Reed's the coach for the chiefs. So I think dad, I mean, I think he would probably go for the chiefs because of that. And I've always kind of liked Andy Reed by default because of that. Dad was always a big Andy Reed fan. And as I've watched him coach, I, I, he's a master and he understands the game so well. And he understands how to use the weapons that he has. Um, so probably because of Andy Reid, I'll be cheering for the Chiefs. Yeah, I think I'm rooting for the Chiefs on this one. I, I just I like Andy Reid. Um, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is fun to watch. Like, I think he's probably he could 
could be the most talented quarterback we've ever seen in NFL history. Right. And I think if he's able to put the talent and the winning pedigree together, he might dethrone Tom Brady at one point, right? Like Let's at calm some point. down. We got a long hey. ways to go. You're hey, talking six years into his career. He's on a good trajectory. Here, like, let's you know. calm down. Calm down a little bit. That's a long ways away before we even begin to get in the same hey, realm. As a rookie, as a rookie, if the NFL's playoff system or overtime system wasn't so stupid, he might have dethroned Brady as a rookie. Now, second year, second year. He's second year. It was year. Year, year two. Yeah. As a yeah. first year quarterback, I guess. Let's calm down. <laughs> calm hey, down. hey, all I'm saying is that we have this debate with like, Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers about, you know, who's the most talented quarterback ever, right? Because you have these guys that just had, or Dan Marino, that had crazy talent, but weren't able to win. And then you had Joe Montana and Brady. If Mahomes is able to put the two of them together, I don't know. He, he could, he could be, he might be the greatest. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens there. All right. Predictions in this game. Who who do you think wins? What's the final score? I'm going to go. It's not going to. I don't feel it's going to be a low scoring game. I don't know if it's going to be a high scoring game. I'm probably going to go 34-27 Kansas City. 34-27. Okay. I'm going to go 28-24. 28-24 Kansas City. That was what I was going to say, Riley. You can't say that. I was sorry. I was going to say, sorry. I'll go you should have went 20s. first. Then. I should have gone first. <laughs> like, snooze, you lose. Up. Yeah. yeah you um, you go 30 to 27 Chiefs win. Uh, I think it's going to be within a touchdown. I think it's going to be a close game. I don't see this as a blowout. If it is a blowout, I think the Eagles blow out the Chiefs, but I don't think that the Chiefs blow out the Eagles. Right? I don't think, like, I don't I don't see think that the Chiefs. Happening. I don't think the Chiefs have the defense to blow out the Eagles. Right? Like, I don't think they'll Correct. have a, the ability to stop the Eagles well enough to be able to blow them out. And but I think if the Eagles get going, they can play keep away. Right? Like they could just run the ball. They could play keep away and never give the the Chiefs an opportunity to get back into the game. And so, if it is a blowout, I think. Yeah, it's. I don't see the Chiefs winning in a blowout. Well, and I think, I think, but, I think the I agree Chiefs, 100% with all the Chiefs that. against the Bucks two years ago proves that they're susceptible to that. Right? If they don't get going early, and you can get a team that gets up on them and can kind of do that, then they have a hard time fighting back, just like happened to them when they were playing the the Bucks two years ago in the Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah, and I think it, it all comes down to the Chiefs' offensive line. I think that's what. That is what is going to change the trajectory of this game. How well does the offensive line play? And are they able to keep the Eagles pass rush at bay? Yeah. Okay. Well, there's some other fun things with the Super Bowl. It's not just the game, right? Like it's, there's a reason like we call other big events, the Super Bowl of whatever it is that you're into, because this is the sports event of the year in the United States. Like this, this is the big thing. So along with this, you've got, Crazy things. So the big one is, you know, sports gambling has become legal throughout the country now. I know you guys are in Nevada, so it's already, you know, that's already been a thing. And besides just betting on the game, most people are into the Super Bowl betting, not for the actual game, but for the prop bets. All right. So, Ben, 
walk us through what are some of the crazy prop bets that they have going this year at the Super Bowl? All right. So I got some more normal prop bets and then some other ones that I don't know who thought of these, but here's where they come from. So first of all, we used to, you've always heard of the, who wins the coin toss, but you can actually kind of parlay that up to who wins the coin toss and the game. So, you know, you got to make sure you get both. It's a plus 310 for Kansas City and a plus 260 for the Eagles. So there's some money there, but, you know, you could also lose. Uh, Obviously, going back 20 years, we've talked about the color of the first Gatorade to be poured on the winning coach, you know, yellow, green, orange, blue, pink, water, purple. We got that one. I don't even know what some of these mean. Like, I don't even understand what this means. There's, you know, another one that's, you know, kind of normal. Will somebody break the Super Bowl passing touchdown record? But then there's another one is, will there be a score agami? I don't even know what that means. A score that's never happened in an NFL game is what it is. I had to look it up just real fast because I was like, what's a score agami? Another one is an octopus. Can you guess what an octopus is? An octopus? Yes. Is it is it a touchdown with a two-point conversion? A good call, dude. Yeah, by by one player. By one player, right? By one player. Okay. okay. By one player. (laughs) So if you say yes, it's a plus fourteen hundred, meaning if you bet one hundred dollars, you will get fifteen hundred dollars in return, right? You get your hundred dollars back plus fourteen hundred. Dude, that's not going to happen, though. Like, there's no way that a player is going to. <laughs> right. So if you have that money, Danny, you Wait, could hold on, hold on. $5,000 on it not happening, and you could win $100. So <laughs> you would get $5,100. That, that that's could how happen. much that bet is, is that you have to bet $5,000 to Think about late in the game, the Eagles are charging down. They're down by eight It's got to be quarterback. Yeah, and then like Jalen Hurts like runs it in, or something. Jalen Hurts runs it in, and then on the two point conversion, he runs it in again. I guess possible. That's not yeah, going to happen. That is pretty, not going to happen. That's a pretty outrageous one. Like, <laughs> I'm just hey, they put five thousand dollars down to you. Just put a hundred. If you just put a hundred bucks down, all of a sudden fifteen hundred bucks. If that happens, dude. If it happens. If it doesn't happen and you bet a hundred, then I'm just out a hundred bucks. I'm, I'm right. secretly trying to get our listeners to gamble their money away. Calm down. Okay, the another so that's that's another one. I was like, what in the world is an octopus? I had to look that one up. Okay, the last one, another, I mean, there's all, obviously there's lots more. We've all been involved in these, but um, another one that's fun for me that I was like, man, if you put like $10 down on this and then this is a whole other level of game of you watching the game. Combined jersey numbers of all touchdown scores, adding it up. So you got to start thinking about who the receivers are, what numbers the receivers wear, the running backs are going to score. If it's a passing game, if Kelsey gets it, the over-under is at 160 and a half. So, you know, Kelsey gets two touchdowns, you're already over. But, like, you're sitting here trying to add it up. That's a good one. Like, can you imagine you're sitting there watching the game and you're trying to add up? Oh, who scored that? Number 48? All right, let me add that up. Like, that brings the next level to the Super Bowl there. All I know is that if there's like a like a you know fumble recovery for a touchdown or something, you got like a big ninety nine like defensive right, lineman. Like James Harris, <laughs> yeah, right. ninety five. Like, like Chris yeah, Jones 95 picks 95 it up and goes. Scores. You're like, oh man, there we go. 
What would you say the over under was, Ben? What was it? One hundred sixty point five. All right, all right. Over under. I'm taking the over on that one. I would bet the over on that one right now. Are you thinking Kelsey gets two? I'm thinking either Kelsey gets two. You got the biggest problem is is a lot of the good receivers. They low wear low numbers. KC and for Philadelphia wear low numbers. Yeah, that's well, yeah, really Devontae Smith wears six. Right, right. So like, yeah, Jalen well, Hurts is one. There's 10 for, you know, what's his name is 10 Pacheco. for Kansas City. Yeah, Pacheco. Like, Pacheco. So there's a lot of low numbers. So really, it's kind of a Kelsey or somebody else. I'm, so. I'm taking the under. You're going under. Yeah. All right. See, see if We're going to have to like, sit and add this up now. Yeah. Now, now if we this was five it. years ago, you know, before the NFL changed the rules and, you know, the receivers all wore 80s, you know, like this, right. the math would be way different on then, this, right? Then the over-under yeah, yeah. the would, over have under to be line like, would be a lot higher. Yeah, it'd have to be like 400 or something. <laughs> right. I mean, if, if somebody, if Kelsey doesn't get two or I don't end up with a defensive touchdown or, you know, another obscure tight end catches one, like, you know, 160 may be hard to get to. A lot of low numbers. All right. If you're listening, we are not encouraging you to bet your money. Please do not gamble do not use this as gambling if advice. And um, if you gamble, gamble this... responsibly or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I would not put five thousand dollars down on anything just to win a hundred bucks. De- definitely. Just, uh... <laughs> you told me that it was definitely not happening. So it's not happening. But... <laughs> but the the reward does not warrant the risk in in this case. Ima- yeah. Imagine the devastation though if it did happen. Like, <laughs> oh, so it'd make the game Riley... interesting for sure. I don't know. Like... <laughs> so what gets me is scoregami. So if if there's a score agami that's never a, a yeah, unique right. score, right? It's plus two thousand for winning a hundred or on a hundred dollar bet. I didn't think dude. it'd be that high. So plus you know, if it was University of Iowa versus the Denver Broncos, we could get a score agami. The offenses <laughs> are so bad. It'd be right? like, like one two to nothing. Three to two games. Somebody kicked a field goal on a safety on the other side. Got it. Got it. <laughs> I saw, and this is a little bit off topic, but this is a sports podcast. I was watching some TikTok, some game in Oklahoma. They don't have the shot clock in high school yet. The game ended four to three because they just passed the ball around all game. How, no, four, that's four, to, the, four to two. Four to was two. it four it two? Was, yeah. <laughs> that's just horrible. Well, and one of them was a fast break score. And I'm like, why didn't you just do that all game? Like, come on now. Four to two. Speaking Speaking of safeties, after the whole like the NFL is scripted comment came out, did you see Dan Orlovsky like shared a video of himself doing it? And he was like, it was totally scripted. It was on the it was on the script. So now he's now he's not embarrassed. Was Mark Sanchez's butt fumble on the script too? Like I'm sorry, but you couldn't write that. You couldn't script that. Like it was, it was that this is a, like, exhibit A. The, the writers are like right the here. writers are like laughing in a room. They're like, let's make this idiot run out the back of the end zone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it just sounds like an episode of um, uh, Impractical Jokers. Now run through the back of the end zone. <laughs> run into yeah. the back of your lineman and fumble against the butt. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, those sound like sound like fun. That could. Um, the prop bets are always crazy just to kind of see what some of the th- people are j- jumping into. And I'm sure would make the game interesting. I'm definitely not participating in those, but if you do sure. Have fun. Go at it. 
Yeah. Just be responsible about it. So when you're thinking back though, um, on Super Bowls that you've watched before, like which Super Bowls really stick out to your mind? Like what are your biggest Super Bowl memories um, from Super Bowls past? I think I could guess Ben's. You probably can. Vinatieri. Well, there's two Vinatieri Super Bowls. Well, the greatest show on turf, the first one, the original. Yeah. So, so yes, that is my biggest Super Bowl memory. And it's not just because it's the Patriots. Like, I wasn't a long-term Patriots fan at that time. Like, I was a Niners fan in the 90s, you know. Um, and I think that that's kind of the game that, that turned me to a Patriots fan. You had the Rams, and they were going to blow them out, and blah, blah, blah. And I, not only that, and then Brady makes the comeback obscure nobody quarterback drives down the field with no time left and military kicks a game winning field goal so i mean it's a great game it's a great super bowl everybody loves that super bowl well not everybody that's not true but everybody remembers that super bowl uh i think what made it one of the biggest super bowl moments for me was where i was at you know i was a freshman in college at the time Uh, i was on a speech and debate team and we were in the University of San Diego on campus doing a speech and debate tournament. So I'm in beautiful San Diego. It's warm. If you know anything, I went to school in the North and Idaho, you know, it's cold all the time. So I'm in beautiful, sunny San Diego in the middle of February. And we're sitting at the common or the student union building on University of San Diego campus, watching it on some giant projector screen with like 300 other people. And so that was a different level, something I think I missed part of the first half because I had to go do a debate competition. You know, my round came up in the middle of it. So, um, but you know, it's just where I was at. It's something that I'll never forget watching with that many people in some cool place with a bunch of people I didn't know. Um, on a big college campus. It was pretty fun. Okay. <clears throat> I'm not necessarily going with like, I guess this is different. I'm going with like, if like something that sticks in my memory and it might be just totally irrationally, but a couple of Super Bowls. One of them was I was young. And so this is, I guess maybe like the first, one of the first few times I legit started paying attention to the Super Bowl as much as like I did. And in 2000, when Super Bowl 34 happened and there were the Titans were playing the Rams and the Titans got down to like inside the 10 yard line with like six seconds left and then almost scored to, to tie the game up. Like that was so exciting to me as a fan, as a kid watching that game. And so that one sticks in my memory. Like that's a, that's a memory in my mind of like, I don't know, something at that point was like Super Bowl matters to me. Right. And before you're just like a little kid and you watch it and maybe you're into it, but that was like, you know, seven years old that stuck in my mind. Right. And then, uh, Kurt Warner. Yeah. That was, that's a great, yeah. great Super Bowl. Yeah. The whole story. Yeah. Everything there with it. Yeah. yeah. And then the other one I have to mention is, um, not giving the ball to beast mode on the one yard line against the Patriots. And that, I mean, that's got, everyone's got to remember that one. Right. I was working. Yeah. I was in prison watching that. No, I wasn't in prison. <laughs> I work in prison on your on your was, seven seven inch screen. That's clear. Yeah, I was the watching back. it on a little thirteen inch TV. You know, like in between breaks of taking guys out of administrative segregation to the shower, we'd sneak over and watch the Super Bowl for a minute on the little tiny TV. So yeah, good times. Yeah, the one that 
Because I, I don't think I necessarily remember the games before this one. This is the game that I remember the most. But like, because as a you know BYU fan growing up, and then 49er fan, so like that transition from Joe Montana to Steve Young, like that was a big thing in our house. Was like, all right, now it's Steve's turn, right? And he just couldn't quite get there, you know. Like he had to go through the the Giants and then the Cowboys, and like they kept getting to the NFC Championship game and not being able to win. And so in ninety, the ninety four season, the ninety five Super Bowl, when they they finally get there and win it all, like that's the game that sticks out in my mind and kind of solidified like that that fandom where I felt like like yet like part of something, you know, like part of a championship that I can remember. Uh, for the first time I think that one was big and then I really loved the game wasn't exciting but the the Bucks when the Bucks won the Super Bowl in 2003 uh, with that defense that they had um, just because I fell in love with that Bucks defense and just watching them go out there and just pick off the Raiders and you know just just completely annihilate and dominate them like that's another game that that really stands out to me so but we've had some really good super bowls the last couple of years last year you know was was fun a couple couple years ago the tom brady winning it all so hopefully we get another good super bowl here again um and be able to have some continued excitement around the game when you're thinking about that though like what's on the menu what's your favorite super bowl foods like is your you're getting ready because that's that's another part of it, right? What's so your go to? Number one, it's got to be chicken wings, right? Like, you got to go with chicken wings. I went to Costco last Saturday on a kind of an impromptu Costco trip with my buddy Nate. We actually um, stopped by, and I was like, you know what? I'm getting Super Bowl wings. Nate and Ashley and her kids are coming over, and their kids are coming over tomorrow to watch the game with us. So I bought a big old thing of chicken wings at Costco. Oh, make me up a bunch of chicken wings. Um, Nate's making Notice, what's, what's the sauce? What's the sauce? Oh, I'm gonna mix. So I got like I, I'm gonna do a a barbecue more for the kids, right? Got got to do like a like a honey day, barbecue, you know, yeah. a little honey barbecue something. I'm gonna do. A not barbecue. just the kids. I'm 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 a kid. Honey barbecue sauce. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so what I like to do, I'm not a big fan of just going straight buffalo sauce. I like to mix some things in. So I'm gonna go with some barbecue buffalo sauce, right? First and foremost, you got to add a little bit of barbecue sauce, plus go with the Frank's Red Hot, mix it up and then toss it together. You get that barbecue hot. You got the spicy, you got the sweetness of the barbecue. It's next level. It's great. I also like going with a dry rub wing. You know, I like to add a little bit of just Memphis barbecue seasoning on the top and tossing those bad boys in that. And then, uh, you know, got to get a little bit of a dry rub on there. And then I also like, you know, the old fashioned little softer garlic parmesan or a hot garlic parmesan where you mix it with a little bit of frank's red sauce with some garlic parmesan those are kind of where i'm looking at right now uh you know silver silver medal close runner up is uh nate's gonna make us some bacon wrapped hot dogs you know so we're gonna have some bacon wrapped hot dogs as well we don't have a lot of vegetables on super bowl sunday you know so no vegetables in sight first off i would like to I would no like heart surgeons out. do not do not listen to heart surgeons <laughs> turn a blind eye here first i would like to point out that he said chicken wings not chicken nuggets for all you boneless people out there like there has to be a bone in that thing here we okay? go here, i agree chicken wings here 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 all right preach, preach brother i'm a, i'm a i'm a mango habanero guy myself i love the mango habanero sauce 
it's got just the right amount of spice with a little bit of sweetness. It's it's always been one of my favorites. I think that's the Brazilian in you that goes mango habanero. with a little bit of fruit stuff like the mango yeah. Thing. I don't know. I love it. It's good, and and I do like a good honey barbecue for the mild. You know, sometimes you just want the mild flavor. You don't want all the spice. But another one that I've come grown into is I love sliders. Like you can make all kinds of sliders, man. Buffalo chicken sliders. You can make like ham and egg slider, like breakfast type sliders. You can do all kinds of different sliders, and I love them. They're just great little Super Bowl food. You just what rolls do you use? You got to use the for? King's Hawaiian. Rolls, oh, absolutely! Dude. I was going to always say, you like just spin it and then you slice it in half. Cut it right, perfect. cut it right in the middle. Right in the yeah. middle, they don't fall apart. You can cut sauce, twelve of them. Sauce it up, throw all your stuff Done. on there, Great. break it Good a little call. bit. Perfect. Good call. We got it. See, I think I think I'm going because Philadelphia is in there. I've got the I've got the Blackstone, got the griddle out here. Michael Philly cheese steaks, right? Um, for Super Bowl Sunday. All right, throw get, get some Philly cheesesteaks going there. But then it's also you got to get the dips in there, right? Like you get some good queso, got some guac. You got to do a little bit of seven-layer dip, you know, get, get the, the ch- right kind of chips. Chips you know? and like, dip is a big deal in the Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah, and then some like jalapeno poppers, like bacon-wrapped jalapeno poppers with cream cheese. We are oh, having those as well. Stuff. I do love and jalapeno poppers. That is definitely poppers. on the menu at, at, at the Casa del Horn here in Nevada, so... It's gonna be down. No, you guys weren't feeling the the Philly cheesesteaks though, huh? No, no I'm not. No too, too much work. I do a like a good. Of... I like a good Philly cheesesteak. Too much effort. It's got to be stuff that's Man. like done. You set it out and you just you focus gotta, on I the mean, game. If you're dude. gonna have a good Philly cheesesteak. You're gonna have to toast the bun. That bad boy's gonna be sizzling, and you got to be if you want to eat it good. Like chicken wings, you can just be sitting there and you're just like, all right, I'm gonna pick it up and eat them. Like right. an hour later, like Philly cheesesteak, you got to be like, make it, eat it. Like it's not. It's got to be fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Still good. I love a Philly cheesesteak. Oh, yeah. I like oh, don't get me wrong, I like a Philly cheesesteak. It's just not a Super Bowl food for me. Yeah, you see you guys are going traditional though, the chicken wings, right? But even burgers, sliders, yeah, you can go go with that. Really anything. If you want to do a big party sub, whatever, man. Like just enjoy, eat up, have some fun with that. Um, and then we gotta look just out leave for the, the vegetables at home. If you're bringing vegetables, I mean, unless it's an avocado for some guac, that's that's about the only acceptable that's, vegetables. That's what got. that's Other what that, the wives out of here, bring. You're not invited to my Super Bowl party. That that's what the wives bring, right? It's like if you leave the wives up to it, then they'll have like three veggie trays, a fruit tray. Another I'll tossed eat, salad, and you're like, I'll eat vegetables food? any other day of the year, but Super Bowl Sunday, you better not be bringing vegetables into my house. You know, that'll get yeah. you a one way ticket for a boot in the butt and right back out the door. <laughs> So we've got this big football party tray, which I am pretty sure is going to be a vegetable tray because, uh, yeah, Christina's going to put one out there. You know, I love your wife, but yes, that is definitely what her thing is. Yes, I yeah, we'll 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 have some yeah carrots and celery and broccoli. There'll be there'll be some, but see, you could have celery with wings, right? Celery and carrot sticks. Yes, no, that's no, like no. a traditional thing. Like they ask but, you and I, but nobody down. actually eats it. Like they bring it out there. on the tray. It's like garnishment. You know, it's like when they stick <laughs> parsley on your burger. Plate, right. You know, you just it just sits there. It's not for actually eating. You just look at it. All right, blue cheese or ranch? Ranch. 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 Yeah, we're not real. Uh, One thousand percent. 
We're not no real cheese. wing eaters. Get no. that blue cheese. Crap blue cheese is nasty. I hate it's that. It's gross. Ugh. One time I dipped Ugh. and I thought it was ranch and it was blue cheese and I put it in my mouth and then I like I thought I was gonna throw up. I was running to the bathroom. <laughs> it was that bad. I hate blue cheese. All right, Mister Exaggerated. <laughs> yeah. All right, Super Bowl commercials. Which which companies are you looking forward to with their commercials? Doritos seems to always show up Super Bowl Sunday, right? Like beer companies. Insurance companies, progressive. I'm, I'm wondering which way are we going? Are we going with, you know, the guy trying to keep you from becoming your parents? You know, like, are we going flow? Like, where are we going with the with the commercials there? But I think my my the underrated one right now in the last few Super Bowls, to be honest, I've been a little disappointed in some commercials the last few years. Not that none that I can really just blow my mind of what I'm thinking of. But the one that I think that was underrated that's been pretty good the last few years is the avocados from Mexico. So I'm I'm looking forward to an avocados from Mexico commercial. I don't know what they're gonna do. I haven't, you know, seen anything ahead of time, but those are that's one that I feel like has been solid the last few years. Yeah, I, I think Ben's on on the roll with that one. I, I do look forward to the Doritos commercials. You know, for a long time, the, the beer commercials used to run it. And, like, in the last few years, I just haven't felt like there's been much there, you know? Like, I still remember one of my favorite Super Bowl commercials ever is, like, the guy skydiving, right? And he's like, hey, you're up. And he's like, I can't do it. And not even for some Bud Light and throws it out the plane. And then the pilot runs out the plane and jumps after it. And <laughs> they're like, look at each other like, what, what? <laughs> like, that's good. But they haven't had anything like good for a while that I can remember. But so you don't remember the Clydesdales, you know, playing. I do remember the Cl- I do remember, remember the Clydesdales or the, frogs. the zebras, the ref. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or the frogs replay the frogs, the frogs. Yeah. Bud. Lies. <laughs> Those are old school. Those are the best. That is old. Or the was up. Was up. Terrible, terrible commercials. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see. It's Pepsi has some good ones. Twenty sometimes. years ago, isn't it? That's crazy. Yeah. Twenty yeah. years ago. It just means you're old. It's a it's true story, dude. You, yeah, you're almost out of your thirties. And I saw, I saw a. Uh, a video that was like what we thought Mario looked like 20 years ago. And it was like original super Mario brothers, like the first one on Nintendo. And I'm like, yeah, that's what, what are they going to do? Is it going to be something different? And then all of a sudden it's like Mario Kart five or something on like the 64 and they're playing and doing, and I'm like, or on the GameCube, And I'm like, I guess that was 20 years ago. <laughs> oh, GameCube is 20. Yeah. All right. All right. GameCube let's, let's move on ago. from like less depressing things. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl. It's going to be fun. Hopefully, you all enjoy Super Bowl weekend and enjoy the game, have fun with family, eat some good food. Uh, should be great. In other news, and I know like we're going to move here a little out. bit. I'm going to yeah, Ben it. Ben's going to Ben's going to freak out a little bit because we're going to talk some basketball because while it is Super Bowl week, this has been an amazing, an amazing week for the NBA. There's just been so much going on, and if you haven't been paying attention, so. LeBron James went out on Tuesday night and broke the all-time scoring record in NBA history, beat Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record, scoring his 38,388th point at 38 years old, a record that had stood for 38 years. That's a lot of 38s in there if you're a numerologist. But uh, it's just, this is a pretty incredible feat what LeBron has done and to think he's 20 years into his NBA career 
and he's still averaging 30 points a game. Like Riley, I know you follow the NBA a little bit more closely than Ben. How impressive is this feat that LeBron James has just pulled off? Don't like, okay. It is very impressive. Like LeBron is no doubt one of the best to ever play the game. Here's my issue with when he broke the record. You're losing a game to the mediocre thunder, like not even mediocre, the bad thunder. And you're stopping the entire game to pull people down, take pictures, start crying. When you yourself in December said, I'll cry when I win another championship, not when I break any records. You're crying on the floor. You're bringing people down. The whole game has to be stopped. The whole flow of the game's broken because of this record. I don't like that they do that. Like, I just think that's you're you're making it a you're it's all about you. And I get it. It's a really big deal. So honor him after the game. Honor him at halftime or something. I don't know. Don't stop the game in the middle of play because you have to honor LeBron because he broke a record. Like that's ridiculous and over the top in my opinion. And so you, you didn't watch when McGuire broke the I know, like, single season they started driving record, cars man. on the field. I think, and, I like, think that's ridiculous too. I think it's stupid. Like, it's kind of a normal thing when something like this goes <clears> down. <throat> it's a major record. I don't have a problem with that. My biggest opinion, and and yes, I am get off my lawn, Grandpa, when it comes to the NBA in a lot of ways. So, did first you drink of all, your never, this morning. I've never you're, been you're, a big fan ready. of LeBron. Congratulations, he did it. I'm never gonna say he's bad or garbage or blah blah blah. But why why has nobody talked about like what how how amazing what Kareem did? He played most of his career without a three point line. There was no three point line. No, he wasn't going to put a lot of three points down anyways. But LeBron does. Like that has to be taken into consideration. That's that's a totally different thing. Like there was no three point line for most of Kareem's career. Second of all, he played four years of college. LeBron played zero, so he got started four years earlier, got to get going. Um, You know, it is what it is. I just hope that this isn't the thing that then people say, he's the best ever. This ends it. Kareem wasn't the best ever. That was every every comment that I saw on the thread that I read. So Kareem wasn't the best ever because he held the record, and neither is LeBron. It's just the way it is. It's just good job. Big accomplishment. Proud of the guy. I've never really loved LeBron. I don't really have a lot of reasons to hate him either. He's not the worst guy in the world, to be honest. You know, he's got a good family and he's a family man. Like I can respect a lot of that, but it just didn't mean that much to me. It is what it is. I mean, that record stood for a long time, but kids that start out of high school, they're going to break records like that when they're good. All right. In defense of LeBron James. So like to, to put this into context and why, why I think it's so impressive what he was able to do. There've been a lot of guys that have come straight out of high schools and guy straight out of high school and guys that were more volume scorers that weren't able to do this. Right. Like if you think about it, Kobe Bryant came straight out of high school and didn't really even come close. Like he was still, when he retired about 5,000 points off from what, from, from the record here, he had that Achilles injury in the middle of, of his career. So that hurt him a little bit, but he played 
the same amount of season. He played 20 seasons where LeBron is right now and wasn't able to sniff the record. You look at LeBron, he's really kind of a pass first guy, right? He's also fourth all time in assists in NBA history. So he has the ball in his hands a lot. He's he's so that's going to give him more opportunities. There are, you know, the three point line, like the game is different. It does cater to offense a little bit more, but what he's been able to do to play at the high level that he has for as long as he has, and he isn't slowing down. Like he could still do this for another two to three years. I don't know if this record is going to be touched for a while, right? Like even with how much more scoring there is in the NBA than there ever has been just his longevity, everything that he's been able to put together. I don't, I don't know if I would say he's the greatest. I still think Michael's the goat, but I think LeBron has had the most impressive career of anybody that's ever played in the NBA. If you put the career together that he has, he's played in 10 NBA finals. He's won four to be able to just be the all around basketball player that he is. It's hard to argue against his greatness and how he's adapted from a a wing league to a big league to a three point league, and he's been dominant in all of them. It's it's pretty impressive what he's been able to do, and I think like more people should recognize just how impressive it is what he's done. I don't. So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't. I don't deny his career has been impressive, and I think part of the biggest thing of it is he's been able to stay relatively healthy for 20 years of his career. Right. And that, that makes a huge difference. And there's something to be said about somebody who takes care of themselves and plays the game in a way that they're able to stay healthy. Right. And not have seasons that they miss because of injury and whatever else. So, yeah. Yeah. He's got the staying power of Tom Brady and the stats of, you know, and Brady at the end was putting up stats, but like he also put up amazing stats as well. Here's the deal. There's a reason that like some of the most freakish athletic athletes or players of the game get hurt because they're doing things so fast and high and strong. And like, think about Bo Jackson and why he got injured so bad the way he did is because of his athleticism, right? Like his body couldn't handle his freakishly athletic abilities. And so even though LeBron is very athletic and can do the things he does, that's why it's impressive that his body's able to hold up as long as it has. So I'll give it to him. Like that's that's a big that's a big part of it. Yeah. I think what's hurt LeBron and why he hasn't been embraced in breaking the record the way that Kareem has, or like when Steph Curry broke the three-point record, the way that he was embraced is because of how much LeBron has moved around throughout his career. He really has been a part of this player empowerment that has turned a lot of people away from the NBA, probably been included in this, where the players almost make are more important than the team at times when you're thinking about what's happening in the NBA. And I think that has turned people away. Whereas if he had stayed with Miami for longer, or if he had stayed with Cleveland the second time that he went back, I think it would be, he probably would have had a a warmer reception to him breaking the record versus going to Los Angeles and doing it there in a meaningless game. I think that's the other point, Riley, that you're bringing up that it, this isn't a good team, right? Like it's a, it's a right. great accomplishment, but this, this is a bad team. And so it's, it's, it is a little bit different when you're looking at it from that, from that angle. Cause it's kind of meaningless. The game overall was relatively meaningless. Yeah. And and I, I think that's part of like, 
what has turned me off so much of to basketball like and not first of all some of it's the style of the game second of all it's when i go back and i think of the greats of all time for basketball for me kobe he's a laker jordan he's a bull malone he's a he's a utah jazz kareem he's a laker bird he's a celtic you know i don't they they played there. Where where do you say when I think of LeBron, I don't know what I think of. I think of LeBron, KD, Chris Paul. You know, I mean, it, they've been all over. They've bounced all over. They've there's no home or uh, identity or somebody to claim them. James Harden, Russell Westbrook. The list goes on and on. And the only guy that's not done that is Steph Curry. That is a true superstar, superstar. And that's something that really does rub me the wrong way as far as uh, the NBA goes. These guys are selfish. They're not looking for anything other than out for themselves, or else LeBron wouldn't be where he's at. They, they don't I, care. I think they you have some care. guys that are starting to turn are starting to turn away from that. You got Damian Lillard that could have gone elsewhere. He stays in Portland. You got Steph that stayed in in Golden State. Giannis doesn't really want to leave Milwaukee, and it's not like Milwaukee's, you know, like a destination, right? I think Luca seems to be pretty committed to Dallas. So, so I think like some of the younger guys are starting to see the fallback of all of this mobility and are starting to commit more to team and wanting to build around a franchise and, and do some of that because that's, that's kind of the, the new way of doing it. But I, I hear your point where it, it does make it harder for fans to wrap your arms around a guy when they're changing jerseys every other year. Yeah. Yeah. That makes it, that makes it challenging. But the other thing this week in the NBA, you also had a really crazy tread trading deadline. Now trading deadlines usually are, a lot of hype and not a lot of substance, but this year it was, it was, this was almost like the, you know, reality TV show here with everybody swapping all the trades that were going on. The big one, you know, Kyrie Irving got it kicked off being sent over to the Mavericks. Then you had the Lakers trading Westbrook and getting some, getting some pieces and Kevin Durant finishing it off, going over to the Suns. You're looking at this, Riley, which team got better at the trade deadline, Suns, Lakers, or Mavericks? In my opinion, the Suns. I, they did lose some defense, but you picked up a very high-powered scorer with Kevin Durant. You picked up a weapon. Um, the problem I have with the Mavericks is Kyrie's a poison, and Kyrie's not going to be satisfied to the fact that that's Luka's team, and everyone on the planet can tell you that that is Luka's team. All of Dallas knows that that's Luca's team. So Kyrie's going to have a problem with that. And he's not going to play second fiddle to Luca. He's not going to want to play second fiddle to Luca. That's the reason Kyrie hasn't really been able to lead a team or, or do much after leaving Cleveland because he was so worried about being the guy that he can't, he can't play along outside another superstar, which is what it takes in the NBA these days really to win a championship. Right. Um, I mean, Giannis kind of proved you don't necessarily need that, but um, it it takes firepower and he's not willing to mesh well with firepower, I think. So I think it hurts the Mavericks in a way like it's, it's good because you've got a point guard that's a superstar, but I think it makes the team not mesh well. And I'm, the Lakers got better, but I think the team that's really got better and that is scarier from this is the Suns. Yeah. I almost I wonder if the, the Mavericks got, got worse. Yeah, so I wanted to weigh in yeah. real fast. 
I think it's funny because I don't pay a huge attention to basketball, but I do remember when D'Angelo Russell got like traded away from the Lakers and a bunch of people saying, why are they doing this? This guy's next level, blah, 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 blah. And here he is coming back. Like the Lakers obviously are one of those franchises that can't figure out right now that whether it's ownership GM, I don't know who it is, but they are one of those franchises that can't figure out how to manage player personnel because they're like, oh, we're going to get rid of D'Angelo Russell and we're going to end up with Russell Westbrook and blah, 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 and now they're back. Like, so I just wanted to weigh in with that. You know, maybe I'm just super negative when it comes to the NBA, but it's funny to me. Like, it's just one of those things. And maybe that's part of the reason I have such, you know, I struggle with LeBron so much sometimes is because it's just that sort of stuff. Like, you want to be great? what's wrong i don't understand so thanks for bringing the energy appreciate it um bring the whole mood up as we as we get into it uh i think you know with the lakers that that roster was broken right like you don't have to be a genius to figure out that 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 roster was broken and i will give palinka in the front office credit in that you were able to dump the worst contract in the NBA and t- get the Jazz to take it on, right? You had to give up a first-round pick, but you brought back two shooters. And LeBron LeBron has been most successful when you surround him with, with really good shooters, right, on the perimeter. So they got Malik Beasley. They got D-Row. They got a couple of guys that can shoot, right? And so basically turning that roster completely around in a matter of two weeks is pretty impressive. I don't know if it's enough to make them a title contender, but it does make them at least interesting. The Mavericks, yeah, you bring in Kyrie, they're already not a very good defensive team. Luka doesn't play any defense. And you trade away your very best wing defender for another guy that's a volume scorer that needs the ball in his hand and doesn't play any defense. I don't know if that makes them better. It makes them more dynamic offensively, but I don't know if they're a better team as a result of that. But I think the Suns, the Suns are now a, a title contender, right? Like they were already kind of fringe title contenders. You put Durant in there, like he's just get a bucket. And then you've got Booker who's get a bucket. And then Chris Paul, who in crunch time can go out and get a bucket. I think they're really hard out in the playoffs. They still have DeAndre Ayton, who's a good big as well. They're not really deep, but that's a really tough playoff team right there. So I think the Suns become a lot more interesting and become yeah. a title contender. If if they stay healthy, they're gonna they're gonna make a run because yes, defense matters. But if you're scoring at a high level constantly, it's hard to knock a team like that down. You got four guys that are a walking bucket on that team. It's it's hard to beat. That's really really hard to beat. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how this goes. And as a Jazz fan. I mean, I, I'm still surprised they haven't bought out Russell Westbrook. But like, if you they're they're going the to, the year, they're going to have to. But they're going to they're going to buy him out. Yeah, I know that's been the reports, but lately I'm hearing he says that he's open to anything. Like he's open to playing. I think Westbrook sees the writing on the wall that like if he's not playing in Utah, he's probably playing in China. He's, so yeah, he's probably not getting a contract. He's trying, to, he's trying to resurrect his career, or you know, just keep maintain his career at this point. Um, but I, I love it. Like you get roster flexibility they got a first round pick like this is the plan well and they're gonna have an extra 60 million in cap space next year right 
Plus they have like 15 first round picks sitting around that they can work with. Yeah. So they go can, get some guys. Right. Yeah. They can go and get some guys like they're going to, it's, it's a good, actually pretty good move rebuilding move, which is all jazz ever do. They rebuild, they build a good team. Their superstar goes away and then they have to do it again. Well, and this lets you rebuild through the draft while also rebuilding by going out and getting, getting somebody right. So you can speed up the rebuilding process a little bit. Danny right. has done this a couple times with Boston, right. To kind of have the draft picks and be able to bring in superstar talent by having some roster flexibility. I like this move. Um, Cause none of these guys were in the jazz in the jazz's future anyway. So move on, like figure out how you go from here. So I think it's, it's exciting. So, all right, Ben, we won't talk NBA for, for a little more while. Thanks for putting up with us. You know, you could watch and pay attention a little bit. You might find it. A I, I thought I started looking at bracketology in college basketball, which is the basketball I care about. I could care less about the NBA. So, yeah, well, I, we sorry. are going to become, that is a, one of those one of those grammar things or phrase things that people say wrong and I said it wrong and I apologize. I couldn't care less about the NBA. There we go. I got it wrong. There there is not a care that you could have less than the NBA. Right. Is that is that what you are saying? Pretty yeah. much where it's at. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening and everybody. Um we're gonna be coming back here a little bit later. Um after the Super Bowl, we'll react to see how things go there or after, sorry, that big football game the professionals play in February. Um, so we're going to we're gonna see how things go there, react to that, and then just have a little bit of fun in the next couple of weeks. If there's anything you want us to talk about, or if you want to join the show, I mean, we're not going to pay you because, again, this is a no-budget program, but we'd be happy to have you on. Let us know. Interact with us on Facebook. You can email us, soundthehornpodcast at gmail.com. Or just text us. Most of you are our friends anyway. So just let us know. We'd love to have you on. Have a little bit of fun with us here. We like having guests, especially come, you know, we're going to do some fun podcasts in the next, you know, it's that time of year where there's no football, no baseball, the NBA's, you know, not in the playoffs yet. And until we get into March Madness, we got about a month. Like maybe we could throw a couple podcasts in about we're talking about favorite sports movies or you guys got some other fun topics that we can debate and argue about. And you want to jump in and give your opinion on it. Hit us up and let us know. And we'll uh, we love having guests on the show. Basketball fans, if you want to can try to convince Ben to like the NBA, you know, come for it. You might not be successful, but, you know, get a couple, come on, bring it on. Yeah, give it a whirl. Got. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. You know how to find us. Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Check us out. We're on Acast. And check out our Facebook page. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Enjoy, enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah.